baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Okay, three, two, one, hit it. It's the Chris and Amy Show. You know who it is. Also, if you didn't know, this is called the show. Now, Amy Marks pours Chris Ranji on KMOX. Ah, good morning, friends. What a day. What a day. It's cloudy. It feels like fall. This is what it's supposed to feel like. Right here, baby. Well, Um, it's supposed to start flirting with winter. We need to talk about something in a second. Uh, Amy, Mark's Kors, Chris Ranji, the number to visit with us, 314-436-7900. You can call us or text us at that number. You can also leave us a voicemail at 314-944-1120. You want to send us a tweet? Go blank yourself. Nope. That's what Elon Elon said. Elon told people to go blank themselves don't, if they didn't want to sponsor on Twitter. Don't add but me in your complaint when you at, complain. At Chris Amy KMOX, that is the handle for all of our social media platforms. Time now for the top of the order. The top three stories everybody will be talking about. Representative out of New York, George Santos, has come to a realization that he probably should go ahead and step aside. Oh, nope, uh, he's not going to resign, despite the fact he's got several federal charges that he's facing. He's being bullied. He's being Raj, bullied. Come on. <laughs> and former Secretary of State and National Security Advisor under Richard Nixon. Henry Kissinger has died at the age of 100. We'll visit with political analyst Rich Rubino to look back at Kissinger's uh, controversial legacy in foreign Ooh, policy. That's a nice way to put it. Uh, also, the Cardinals, even though they got all of that pitching, those three starters that they have signed, rumors out there are that they might have interest in yet another starter via the trade market. Okay. We'll talk to Matt Pauley about that on the show today. So this is the thing I was going to talk to you about. Yeah. Is this, is it just me um, or does it feel like it's, I don't know, December 20th? We're not even in December I yet. I love it. This um, is the last day of, of November and it, it, honest to God, feels to me like we are five days away from Christmas for some really? reason. Yeah, it feels no. like this has gone mm-hmm. by really quick. It, it does go by really quickly. The fall flies by, which is so sad because fall is my favorite. But this time, which we've said a hundred times between Thanksgiving and Christmas is my absolute favorite time of the year. The I wish best. Christmas would never come because I just love the anticipation and the excitement and the looking forward to. I love to look forward to Christmas. Um, I would say right now, I do feel like it's a few days into December, but it doesn't feel like December 20th to me. Okay. I feel like I've absorbed a lot of the Christmas spirit and Thanksgiving. We have, we got new personalized uh, stockings, like red and green velvet uh, stockings over the fireplace with our names. Well, not your name, my, name. my name. Oh, it's your house. I thought you meant at work. I was like, did they get us? Because they did, they did just decorate. They did. And can I just say, I gotta stop. 
the face, the pure so delight and joy oh. on Chris Ranji's face. I'm going to remember that face every time I want to kill him. Like every time I just get so frustrated with him, I got to just cement that face to my mind. The joy that was on his face when I said stockings. Uh, no, the jar family. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Mason jar, the jar family. So the Christmas tree is up. We got our stockings and it says, you know, all of the jar names on them. And just sitting there with the fireplace and the stockings, I feel like I'm able to enjoy. And, okay, maybe this is it, Ranj. Um, Being around kids, like a family with kids, because there are three little jars. And I think kids help you absorb the Christmas holiday even more. Oh, probably. Because they're excited and they're making lists and we've been baking and Peter Jar has his list and talks about things that he wants for Christmas and he's got the little football players, his ornaments that he puts on the tree and the new football players he wants. I only have one ornament on my tree. And? Walter Payton. That's really? it. That's the only really? <laughs> Yeah. That's so sweet. I have a, Do you get I a have full a... size tree? No, no, no. It's it's uh like I don't know four feet, something like that, yeah. three, four feet, uh, just a little guy. And it's, it's fully lit. Yeah. And I put a star on it and Walter, w- and Walter Payton. I That's love it. that. I think you need to put a picture of that um, somewhere for I've our listeners it, to see. It's probably, I'll, I'll do it again, but I've done it in the past. Is it color lights or white lights? Yeah. It's like this, uh, uh, my mom found it mm. and she gave it, it's like this fiber optic lit tree. Oh. It just, it, it, oh, it's something, man. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And it's got a Walter Payton. <laughs> Just and Walter Just Walter's one. hanging out on How'd it. How'd you get that ornament? Uh, Did you buy it or was it a gift when you were a kid? Probably a gift. I don't remember. That's I awesome. don't think I, I I think it was a gift. Yeah. I think. But anyway, that's it. So we are one week away from Hanukkah, the first night of Hanukkah, mm-hmm. and we are twenty five days away from Christmas it's right now. The most wonderful time of the year. It we is the most wonderful time of the year. That's correct. We haven't heard any Christmas tunes. On this show, I feel like in a week, we need to hear more. It's been too long. Yeah, we need more. What I like, too, about this time of year, there are Christmas lights, and then some people do the Hanukkah lights as well, like the blue and white, and there's like a menorah in the front yard, and it's just fun to drive around or walk around the neighborhoods at night. So my my friends own a bar um, in in Chicago, in, Mm -hmm. in Wrigleyville. I used to live there. And every bar decorates, and they do a Christmas theme. Mm-hmm. So one is like Christmas vacation theme. The other one's going to be a Home Alone yeah. theme. And so they all kind of have their thing. I remember this last year. You were in like 27 Christmas bars. Unbelievable. Yeah. There is one, my friend's own, that they do a Hanukkah. And yeah. it is just, you walk in, and it's blue and white lights. That's and awesome. it is bright as hell. It yeah. is just so, <laughs> it's like you walk in and go, oh, God, I got to get out of here. It's so intense. Yeah. But, yeah, the holidays are here, man. It's great. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to uh, the next three plus weeks of holiday spirit, Amy. Will, if I gave you $15, would you go get your picture taken with Santa? (sighs) I mean, you know, it's going to be sketch you going by yourself, but. That's the problem. (laughs) I don't think they would let me stand in line by myself. Because it takes a while. The line doesn't <laughs> it move. Does. It doesn't snap. It takes right? a long time. So that's that's plenty of time for people to look around and go, where's his kid? I know. Is that I, I'm a not thing doing that, it. like, because I could stand in line and it would look odd, but most people would not be creeped out by me. I, I know it's probably not fair. Um, maybe it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's being prejudiced against the middle-aged man in line at a child's event, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that there's a stigma to that, uh, fair or not. And I feel like I could get in line and then make a joke like, oh, you know, I'm doing it, my, you know, my friends or I'm going to send it to my mom and people would say, oh, that's a funny lady. With you, though, you're right. Your demographic can't really stand in lines ha- at those I would things. have to stand in line and every couple of minutes or so remind people this is a joke. I'm on the radio. I'm not. I'm not here for your children. <laughs> you would have to say not only I'm, this no, is a I'm joke. You would this. have to say I'm on the radio. Like, I would have to this do is something. a media yes. stunt. But then it's not as funny. So I just like yeah, yeah. yeah. But I appreciate the thought. Yeah. Amy's got a story for us that we need to get to when we come back. Mm. We are going to do that here. It's crazy. Welcome to the holiday season, folks. If you haven't realized that we've been in it for now, uh, oh, well over a month because Amy and I celebrate early. Oh, every we've single been, year. Okay, Spotify playlist, cozy Christmas jazz is excellent. Just as background music, it's really good. Because you're like, the Santa Claus is coming to town, the yeah. lyrics, not, great song. You can only hear it so many times. So you got to mix up the Christmas genres. Cozy Christmas jazz on Spotify has been a real big go-to. You know what's even better, though? Listening to uh, the Odyssey app and listening to KMOX. <laughs> And the Chris and Amy show. In fact, oh, yeah. in fact, you know another way to listen to us? What? Hey, Alexa, play KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Ronj, I don't know if you remember, this happened last month. A a man in the Central West End uh, tried to steal a baby from a woman, and this was, uh, he also attacked two other women, and then weeks before had punched a Wash U student in the face, had just hit her in the face. This guy was just attacking people. Uh, but I think it was the the egregiousness of trying to just take someone's baby and it was on video just in the middle of the day that really captured people and uh, horrified them. Do, do you, were, I think you might've been out of town. I think I was out of happened. town when this happened. I, yeah. I vaguely remember it. So it was just like another one of those stories where you're seeing a pretty uh, hellacious crime happening. Okay. In the city in the middle of the day. By a crazy guy, clearly. Yeah, I mean, this guy just assaulting people left and right. Well, they finally did arrest him. Uh, Anthony McGee was arrested by police. This was a while ago. But I bring this up because a friend of mine um, has a very good friend who was involved in all of those, uh, or I should say involved in one of those attacks on that day. So before the guy stole tried to steal the baby in the central west end he was at another local establishment on euclid and he my friend's friend a good good friend of his was in that local establishment and saw a man with a dog run past the window like fleeing obviously Mm -hmm. with a dog then he sees a woman fleeing obviously terrified and running And then he sees this guy, this Anthony McGee, the crazy guy, chasing the woman. So he is looking out the window. He gets up. As he gets up and sees this crazy guy, 
this crazy guy takes a bottle and hits the woman over the head. So this is the story of him. One of the first women he attacked was with a bottle. It just starts. He hits her over the head. She falls down. He starts beating her up. So my friend's friend um, runs out to this guy and shoves him, tries to push him off the woman, thinking, well, her boyfriend's going to come back. Now it'll be two against one. Well, the boyfriend didn't come back. The boyfriend kept running. So now the this friend is face-to-face with the crazy guy. It is, I watched the video, a cell phone video this morning. He's squaring up in the street like fists up. The crazy guy comes towards him. My friend shoves him, right? The crazy guy goes back, squares up again. And I guess because he's crazy, I'm not really sure. But the guy was not as easy to attack as little old ladies um, or, or younger women. And so the crazy guy runs away from him. It was immediately after that that he tried to steal the baby in the Central West End, gets away. Then later on in the day, he attacks an 82-year-old woman, breaks both of her arms. And finally after that, that's when he's arrested. And as it turned out, he had already punched a girl, a Wash U student who was leaving bread company. Just awful. Now, I have so many questions. First, I hope that woman broke up with her boyfriend. <laughs> he kept, kept running. running. I mean, it's, I, my friend, it's not funny, but it's funny. My friend said, yeah, he was like, I was talking to the guy. And he was like, she thought it was going to be a two-on-one. That emboldens him a little bit because it is it is intimidating to run out into the street in the city and take on a crazy guy. But he did it because he was beating up a woman. But it, all of a sudden, it wasn't two on one. They were just bearing fists and they were squaring up. The second thing is the cell phone video of the guy of the fight. I should say, why didn't that guy call nine one one? He is, just uh, filmed it. This is I've had this problem for a long time. Once camera phones became a thing and it took a little bit of time before people adopted the shoot first mentality where whatever's going on, get your camera out, start recording right now. Doesn't matter what it is. To the detriment of the situation Mm -hmm. a lot of times, Mm -hmm. because you have people who are in physical danger, things are happening, and the first instinct is to get your damn phone out and record it. I hate that mentality. I hate... Now, there are some instances where I am glad things get captured on camera, because I think those are beneficial, But for the most part, if a person is in danger and everybody's Mm -hmm. recording and nobody's doing anything to either help or to call for help, you are a terrible Terrible person. person. Terrible person. So that was another part of the story is after this guy ran back into a local establishment, apparently nobody wanted to call the police. Like, no, 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 we're not going to call the police. We're not dealing with that. So that's awful. That's another angle. Uh, I'm glad the police eventually got this Anthony McGee. I mean, what insane, coward, gross person, whatever it is, to try to steal a baby, attack women with a bottle, break break an old woman's arms. You're not in your right mind if that's what you're doing. Awful. So he's got multiple felonies against him. But, yeah, the video... You're on the second floor of a building or third floor, whatever it was, filming this, just two guys squaring off in the street or a woman getting beaten with a bottle. I know we see these stories. Oh, a man assaulted. Because like I, the headline is, right, that he tried to snatch a baby and attacked two women just weeks after punching a WashU student. And the, we always talk about this. So there's a difference between reading the headline, he attacked two women, and yep. seeing it. 
And just seeing this video of this guy who's just kind of lingering on the street, and then you see him start to follow her. It's worst case scenario. It's extra shocking to see it for yourself. So here, mm. Amy, here's the thing. We are not having this conversation unless people took it upon themselves to get their cell phones out and record. I mean, now, there's some that. Of, some of it is. Call 911 first, at least. There, there was a, a security cam footage of this, too. Just, the you baby know, cameras. was security cam. Yeah, that's not a person recording on yeah. the phone. But the other stuff you're talking about is. We're not even talking about this without it. Um, I don't know if it, it's still not better. It's still not better that people decided to record instead of calling 911. That's not to say there weren't others who were witnessing well, making that phone call. But if your first instinct is, oh, I better record this, well, there's something wrong with you. I think security cam footage is the way to go because you need to call 911. And I do think we are. The reason why I'm talking about it now is because now I'm connected to it. You know, we know a guy who was like my friend is like, oh, my gosh, this happened. He personally sent me these videos, that type of thing, um, because the baby being snatched, that was shocking to see. But it was security cam. I don't know if they have security camera of him attacking the woman and breaking her arms, which is awful. But I guess my question would be to people, would you call the police and then film? Would you have run down two stories to help? Because a couple of my friends said, well, I think that's a putting yourself in a pretty bad situation. You don't know if he's armed. You don't know if he has a knife or a gun. So you run down. Um, so would you run down? Would you call the cops and then film it? And also, shouldn't this woman break up with her boyfriend oh, 100%? Yeah, that's, that's he unbelievable. He left her for dead. Another man left had her. to come rescue her. That's wild. Like, and I, I mean, this is not a joke. I mean, this guy hit her with a bottle and was beating her up, and the boyfriend kept running. That boyfriend... He's he's gone. You break up with him and you tell everybody what he did. Do you think right now? So this happened at the end of October mm-hmm. or so, uh, second, yeah. third week of, uh, week of October, whatever. Whenever you do, you gone. think? <laughs> do you think? Yeah. That they are having a tough time right now. <laughs> do you think things are a little cold? If she hasn't broken up with him yet. If I you're hope this, so. if you're this lady or the boyfriend, we will not name you. Feel free to call us. And uh, give us your side of the story. 314-436-7900. Dump love him. To, love to know how the relationship is going since all of this occurred. You would have, def- I mean, you've had enough girlfriends where you probably had a chance to defend one. You no, would, I've you never would, been in a situation would you, you would like defend that. her, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you your instinct kicks in. His instinct was to run. Run, I guess, yeah. And then one of my friends goes, I mean, well, I guess maybe all- he had a pact. Uh, we saved the dog no matter what. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, it could be. Oh, she could have. You know what? <laughs> maybe she's the hero. Maybe she said, <laughs> take the dog and go, honey. Well, still, I would break I don't up with him. I want sparkles to get hurt. I would be like, I cannot believe you said you took the dog and left. And he'd be like, you told me to. No, you were supposed maybe, to not do that. Now, maybe. Have you considered the boyfriend may have had a rap sheet of his own and just couldn't get involved in police activity? Then at another point, maybe he didn't want to go back to the pokey. Then she should still break up with him. Well, maybe she's in on it. Jeez, you never know, man. I'll tell you what. I um, it's it's. Listen, remember get, how you can't be in line? You can't be in line at a Santa Claus thing with kids because you look suspicious. People lingering on the street. It, you know, I'm like, you know, people people are hanging out. It's just super stressful to me. This guy was just kind of lingering, lingering on the street. I think trust your instincts if you, especially if you're a female walking down the street, go to the other side of the street. I don't know. This stressed me out. And you, you can't be in line at 
Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm not the one. You're the one trying to make me do it. Well, it was an idea. It was a test. You oh, passed the idea. test. So uh, when we come back, we will get an update on George Santos and see if he's changed his mind in the last 90 minutes and has decided to quit Congress. But my guess is no. He's Scott being McFarland, bullied. He's being bullied. Texter says uh, Amy knows a thing or two about bullying. She's been doing it to Ronge for oh, a year. Serious? Did you That's, text I our swear line? To God, I swear it's what they said. You can't text our own line. Scott McFarland, CBS Radio Correspondent, CBS News Correspondent, is next on KMOX. Because if I leave, they win. If I leave, the bullies take place. This is bullying. The, rep, the chair of the committee putting out a motion to expel, just introducing it and not calling it its privilege, was designed to force me to resign. But he didn't even have the fortitude to go ahead and call the privilege. He had someone else do it, someone who's actually just recently done one on me, which is Congressman D'Esposito. So the reality of it is it's all theater. It's theater for the cameras. It's theater for the microphones. It's theater for the American people at the expense of the American people because no real work's getting done. Oh, That is the voice of New York Representative George Santos earlier today. It is the Chris and Amy show on KMOX. And that uh, Santos saga continues and discuss it with us to discuss it with us and other congressional matters. It is CBS News's congressional correspondent Scott McFarlane uh, joining us on the Quiver River Electric guest line. Scott, good to talk to you again. How are you? I'm feeling good standing by outside Congressman Santos's office. So if you lose me for a moment, okay. because there's movement. Okay. Well, then, uh, yeah, if something happens, let us know. Um, so you're not there to bully George Santos? Uh, he did make that argument pretty unequivocally that he believes he's the victim of bullying. But if so, he's uh, getting it from both parties because it's Republicans turning on Santos that is uh, marking his end here. It, this vote is set for tomorrow. There's nobody here in Congress who believes he's likely to survive this thing, in part because there's a critical mass of Republicans who say they want him gone. Scott, it's not illegal for Congress people to lie. I would argue that all of them have lied at some point or to some extent. However, to the George Santosian extent, have we seen anything quite like this before? avoid any spectacles. How do you expect this to play out? Sorry, we had a moment there. Um, he's not resigning. He's going to stay in office through what is likely a vote tomorrow. Oh, so he just walked out. Yeah, that would explain the interruption. He just okay. walked out, and we, we had our moment. Okay. There, and that was it? That's all? So he's, okay. he, he's still steadfast. He's, he's going to stick with this, and they're going to have to force him out if he's going to leave. Yeah, and ultimately, it's going to be a spectacle, and he's, he's kind of been luxuriating himself around spectacles over the past few weeks, if not months. Um, he's he had a press conference that you played a clip of a few moments ago where a couple hundred people there listening to him um, got a riff about what he thinks about his life, about the end of his career, his future prospects. I mean, he's got the world's cameras pointed at him for at least another 24 hours, and he seems to be squeezing that opportunity for everything it's worth. Uh, Scott, I was uh, before we got interrupted saying, obviously, it's not illegal for Congress people to lie. And to a certain degree, we've seen it. Have we ever seen something or someone like a George Santos, this degree of fabrication and, and kind of how wild his lies are? Well, this is different. I think ultimately uh, it's easy to paint many politicians, many, not all, with a broad brush. Um, but this has hit two different levels. 
that we haven't seen in recent times. A, a, a remarkable federal criminal case here where there are fraud and conspiracy charges and allegations. He not only fleeced his campaign donors, he took their credit card numbers and allegedly used it to purchase things for himself. Then there's what the House Ethics Committee did, uh, unprecedented in recent years, where they expedited this voluminous investigation of Santos, damning, blistering, and distinctive, in which they alleged that, among other things, that he took campaign money and used it for luxury items for himself, from Botox to spa treatments to rent payments to vacations. Um, I think that really is what turned the tide here. And some of the people who were open to letting him stay through next year, when he ends his term, say he needs to go now. And that's where we are. Scott McFarland, CBS News, with us on KMOX. Is it is it possible some of this is, I, I know that there is the possibility of jail time for some of these crimes if he is found to be uh, guilty. Is, is that part of this, that, that maybe they feel like he could end up going to prison? I think he's facing the prospect of not only um, many years in prison, uh, facing the prospect of a lengthy criminal trial, which is scheduled to begin in September. But this is different, and it's been different from the start, because there are other pieces of misconduct being alleged separate from the criminal case. It's a man who lied about his life story, Mm -hmm. um, deceiving voters, potentially deceiving his colleagues. This is a man who's accused of filing false reports at the Federal Election Commission. You don't do that. It's illegal, but it's also something that doesn't happen uh, in Congress without there being some type of blowback. I mean, this has been different. And I think the way he has held court so publicly, so aggressively criticizing his colleagues, not winning a lot of friends here. And I think that puts him in more dire political straits. One of his defenses is that um, to remain in Congress is that, well, Bob Menendez is still in the Senate. Nobody's made him leave. And I, I know there have been people who have called for him to step down. What's the latest on Menendez? Is there going to be any movement there? Just asked him recently if he's going to move, and he says no. He's been defiant. He says the political prosecution of him is that, political, not just a prosecution. Um, he says the claims are meritless. Um, the Department of Justice begs to differ there. Um, yeah, that's the Senate. This is the House. They always kind of go by a different rhythm. Um, but there's also something distinctive between those two cases. Now, George Santos um, is new here and has not earned any goodwill among his colleagues. He hasn't you know, generated a base of support among House members. And that's kind of what he needs right now. He's facing the prospect of an expulsion vote where it's his colleagues who will decide his fate. And his colleagues right now seem to be <laughs> eager to get him to move. But there's also one other dynamic to be mindful of as you watch this tomorrow. For Democrats, there's an awful lot of political upside here. I mean, they want to win his seat back. It's one of the few congressional seats in America that's actually competitive. Um, they think they can tar other Republicans by tying them to Santos. And any Republican who votes in defense of Santos tomorrow can be, <laughs> can be used by Democrats as an example of Republicans coddling somebody accused of crimes, misconduct, and unethical actions. There's an awful lot of upside for Democrats tomorrow. Yeah, and it does seem that when you're looking at politics, there's the the riff within the GOP with Kevin McCarthy being ousted and the MAGA crowd in the far right. And then you have what, you know, Democrats and Joe Biden, is it getting too old? And all of these discussions. And then there's George Santos, which is just bizarre, lying about things that are weird, like what college he went to, that he was a star on the volleyball team, if he's married or not married, who he's married to. 
this seems uh, like an anomaly that we just there's nothing to compare it to right now. And that's what some of his fellow New York Republicans are saying. It's actually the Republicans who are pushing this hard, the expulsion. And what one of them told me, in fact, what two of them told me over the past week, is that they want to talk about other things now. Like they're, they're tired of having this be the source of conversation and the focus of conversation. You know, you're a New York Republican. You have an adjacent district to George Santos. You get a lot of questions about George Santos, and I think they're about done with it. They're about tired of it. And I think that's driving them to want to get him out. Where are we, uh, Scott? What What is the latest on funding for Ukraine and funding for Israel? I know that it's it's been on the Republican side. They want to tie some of that funding, in particular the Ukraine funding, to southern border funding as well. Is there any sort of movement on that front? Let me tell you right now, that's a freaking mess. That Ukraine funding, Israel funding standoff is going to become ugly. It's going to be protracted, and I don't see the end game on that right now. And that sounds odd, doesn't it? This is emergency aid for war zones of U.S. allies. But here's the state of play for the Israel aid. The House passed it. They attached something they know the Senate will never buy into. Cuts to the IRS, which will inflame the deficit more and also cuts into a priority of the president's. So that's a non-starter. They'll have to start from scratch. And Weeks have gone by, and they haven't. The Ukraine aid, that's even messier. They have... <laughs> this proposal to add new U.S. border legislation or language to any Ukraine bill. And though the supporters of that idea say it's well-intentioned that they want to protect the U.S. border when they protect Ukraine's border, you want to dip your toe into border security negotiations, you'll be here for years trying to get that settled. Um, I, I don't know where those things go. I don't know where they go quickly. And time's a waste. And I hate to be so frank with you, but I think it's just a mess. Hmm. Uh, Scott, something else that I, I don't know what it looks like. We, we have the conflict right now, Israel fighting Hamas in Gaza. Uh, my question is, is there any discussion right now between the president and the leaders in Israel about what happens after Ham- Hamas is defeated? Because I know Israel doesn't want to step in with Gaza. Uh, who's going to run Gaza? Who's going to be the leader in that area? And right now, is anyone discussing that? Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of policy um, proposals being discussed in Congress and obviously among the administration on what to do next or what should be proposed next. But you're getting yourself into another protracted battle. And this is the last place you want to look in Congress for solutions to protracted battles. I don't think you're going to get consensus or agreement on much of anything other than um, what happened was an abomination. It needs a U.S. support. It needs a U.S. response. But it kind of returns to the previous question, doesn't it? And the president has asked for emergency aid, financial aid for Israel, and it is bottled up in an old Washington debate over whether you should fund this or defund that to pay for the bill. And those things don't get rectified quickly, especially in a divided Congress. I feel like we're going to be talking about that for a while. And I wouldn't expect a solution or an answer anytime soon. Scott McFarland, and if anything, it sounds like you've got lots of fun times uh, ahead of you of covering Congress. That was so kind of exciting for us. There's a, there right was a there. lot going on wow. today. <laughs> it's, a, it's the best part of my day joining you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Scott. That is Scott uh, McFarland, uh, congressional correspondent for CBS News. He is fantastic. Um, but, yeah, it does seem like... And not having been a reporter, uh, really, I didn't report news really ever. And um, 
certainly not to that level of covering Congress, but I would have to figure that covering Congress now has to be either more intense, more exciting, more overwhelming, whatever adjective you want to use than it was 30 years I ago. It has to be. tell you that you brought up uh, off air, for whatever reason, P.T. Barnum. And I do think <laughs> I... <laughs> Who knows? Can't at this talk point. about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would imagine that covering Congress has got to be like when P.T. Barnum's circus first appeared on the scene. And if you are a reporter thrown into the center of the ring, that's what it's like to cover Congress right now. Yeah, I mean, it's you're like, it's, guys, I don't know what's going on, but there's an elephant. There's a woman that has a beard. I'm not sure. <laughs> there are conjoined twins. Um, there are. I would think I, I don't really know if you're a reporter. Yeah. Are you just there thinking, well, let me let me get out the information. Let me uh, uh, pr- present this to the public, but also thinking, my God, I wish it wasn't so dumb. I wish it wasn't so ridiculous right now. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking that as a reporter? I'm sure some are, but there's got to be a conflict there where, you know, you have to report. You got to report the truth. But you're also thinking, man, it would be nice if this were a little more mundane or maybe you love it. Maybe you love that it is just completely absurd. How would you feel? Yeah. I think I think it is from a from a what do we call it? The the newsroom type gallows humor. Uh a reporter, you are not going to be lacking for reports, for news. Your job is going to be exciting and wild. However, if you <laughs> care about the country, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of reporters do. If you care about the country, uh, it's sad. Kind of like, gosh, I hate to bring him into this. Don't get mad. Like Donald Trump has disastrous, very real widespread consequences the, with the way he is, the way he was during his presidency, all of that. However, if he had no consequences, if he were a Saturday Night Live character. He's entertaining, man. He'd be hilarious. Yes, he would be. But I think that's how it's got to be, where you're thinking, well, this is a good news day. However, it makes me sad for our country. Amy Marks, Coors, Chris Ranji. We've got Did You See This? Next on KMOX. Did you see that thing? I can't believe it. Something is obviously wrong. This is a joke, right? Oh, my God. Are you freaking kidding me? No way. you got to be kidding me. Don't feel bad. There's no way you could have known that. Now, did you see this with Chris and Amy on the show? Ron, they got to make some changes. What? Red Lobster. Oh, Their oh no, endless why? shrimp deal was just too popular. So they had a plan because business tends to slow down at Red Lobster during the third and fourth quarters. So they said for $20, come on in. And you can eat as much shrimp as you want. Bro. I know. There aren't enough shrimp in the ocean. I mean, and they would do this. The ocean called the running out of you. <laughs> well, the, it was so popular that they said, you know what? We should make this a uh, permanent menu feature. Because oh, no. people are just coming through the doors. I mean, it, it's unbelievable how many people are coming in to eat all you can eat $20 shrimp. Coconut shrimp, linguine alfredo, grilled shrimp, whatever it is. The thing is, the good news is, the good news is, they saw an increase of traffic by 2% compared to the last quarter. What's the bad news? And 4% compared to the last year. Uh, they lost $11 million because people <laughs> bought, ate so, so much shrimp. Dude, we love shrimp. 
I didn't see this, so they're going to so, get rid of it? No, they're not going to get rid of it. They okay. are slowly increasing their prices. So Let, now it's $25 oh. for all-you-can-eat shrimp. Let me tell you this about <laughs> all-you-can-eat stuff. Yeah. There, there's one all-you-can-eat thing that I adore, mm-hmm. and it is when usually casinos do it now, but the all-you-can-eat crab legs nights. But and see, that's like also time-consuming. It is. Crab legs are I, I can, harder well, to get to. I can't just order a pound of crab legs because I always feel like I need more. Yeah. It's a lot of work, you know? So I love that. I don't know how there are still crabs in the ocean. I just don't so, because of, okay. of casinos. I would say with casinos and all-you-can-eat crab legs, it should be called all... Um, all you can eat crab legs in as much like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Should be a time limit. Yes. Okay. All you can eat <laughs> right, in you. a certain amount of time. I get you. Because you could eat a lot of crab legs. You're just going to run out of time. That's right. Uh, Amy, did you see the beaver moon? Okay. No, did you but see I heard the a, beaver moon. I heard a reference to the beaver moon. What exactly is well, it? Well, apparently on Monday morning, yeah. early in the morning, the beaver moon happened. And the beaver moon is uh let's see it's a full moon but it's called the beaver moon because because it corresponds to the time of the year when beavers start sheltering in their lodges oh and apparently the beaver moon happened so the beavers are probably all sheltering now yeah they're hibernating that's right i don't think i thought beavers did that uh it's also so it's it was the november Mm. uh full moon i think it's the last one of the year it's also known as the digging moon, oh. the frost moon, uh-huh. the freezing moon, okay, the deer rutting moon. Okay, and, you can't just name things that happen the, at this time of year. And the whitefish moon. They could also call it the leftover Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving leftover moon. You're right. They the, could. The Black Friday deal moon. They could. Okay. Um, I just, before we go, Ron, I don't know if you saw this. Listen, the beleaguered owners of professional sports teams, you're oh, too hard on them. Yeah. Because, see, Mark Cuban... He paid $285 million for the Dallas Mavericks in the year 2000. $285 million. Uh, he just sold his majority stake. He just sold his share. Oh. And it was only for $3.5 billion. Oh, come on. How's he going to eat? I mean, listen, he shelled out $285 million. How's he going to eat? And now is selling it for $3.5 billion. This, listen, teams don't have the money. No. I don't understand why. It's all that risk. So Hard on these owners. It's the risk. I mean, what? It's a risk. That that investment is such a a risk. Here's what I would say about professional sports teams: the the people who have enough money to buy professional sports teams aren't in the habit of losing money. That's right. And they wouldn't keep buying these teams if it wasn't pretty much guaranteed a good investment. Of any of the major sports leagues in this country, zero owners have sold their teams and lost money. That's Zero. a pretty good rate. Zero. We are going to talk to St. Charles County Councilman Joe Brazel. He is coming up next on an anti-immigration resolution. We'll talk to him when we come back on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 